our good buddy over here, Ryan, he was in the law enforcement mentarianess, right? <laughs> yes, the law enforcementarianismness is what I exactly. <laughs> that's what we call it. Exactly. everyone it is pilaf and the pirate i am dax and today we have a very special guest ryan ryan introduce yourself as ryan please hi i'm ryan that was ryan our special guest ryan and i'm out now <laughs> yes okay so today we have uh two subjects we're going to be going over one back hair two police officers Ooh, exciting stuff. Police officers with back hair. Oh, is that what we're doing? We could. Well, that brings us to point number one. Uh, I am no expert at all in any of this nonsense, but our good buddy over here, Ryan, he was in the law enforcement mentarianess, right? <laughs> yes, the law enforcementarianismness. <laughs> Is what I exactly exactly that's what we call it because uh, I'm not exactly sure how the rules work here because you are a sheriff deputy, but then there's also police officers. Then you also have uh, guards and other different branches that all fall under law enforcement. I assume. Yes, we have many different things, but not all of them fall under law enforcement. So would it be safe to say that you were a law enforcement individual with back hair? Mm, technically, yes. I do have some back hair growing at the top of my, between my shoulder blades. Between your shoulder blades? Mm. That sounds uncomfortable. It doesn't feel like anything, except when you know to like wash your back, you feel like a hair or two here and there, and you're like, ugh. Gross. Dude, we both know you are too fat to be reaching around and touching your own back. Oh, no, no. I, I reach just fine. Really? Yeah. You, you limber? I'm limber. Do oh. my stretches. Exciting. <laughs> Exciting stuff for the people out there. Anyone else feeling a little bit hot? Let <laughs> <laughs> me limber up these fingers right. a little bit. <laughs> oh, Lord. <sighs> All right. So, <laughs> anyways, let's actually get into talking about talking about that. Can you? Oh yeah, uh, the FYI again, we we didn't get no education in sociology and the way the world works, and I didn't spend years studying how uh, law enforcement interacts with the world at large. But just some of our personal thoughts and feelings, and why we are right and you're wrong about everything. All right, exactly. But like yeah, I said, like is covered. you already know, most uh, people who are in law enforcement don't have much more than a high school education anyways, so. <laughs> you mean edumacation. Edumacation, yes. That's the education <laughs> they get there. <laughs> mm. All they need to do is punch things good. That's all they need, right? You would think, but not everybody's capable of that either. Really? Mm. Only the only the all-stars on the uh, news? Basically. guys. Those are your... Them guys be hitting real good. Those are your gung-ho people. It's like, yeah, I want to go out there <laughs> and fuck shit up. I'm going to catch some wreck. Catch some what? Catch some wreck. That's what they like to say. Rep. Wreck. Oh, 
Yeah. Wreck? Yeah. Because they're going to wreck someone's day, wreck someone's life, wreck someone's face. Yeah. Ah, I see. So they're going for their 15 minute of fame on the television set? That's what it seems like. Huh. <sighs> Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So please uh, explain some of the, the differences, the uh, lar- main differences between, let's say, uh, security guards, uh, sheriff deputy, and uh, police officers. Um, security guards, from my understanding, so I, I did the work for about four years or so, so not super long. But the biggest difference from my understanding at the time was most of your security guards aren't actually considered law enforcement officers. They're just that. They're security guards. Um, and to, they're contracted by a company to protect someone's property, usually private property, um, and that sort of thing. They don't really always have like the arresting capabilities, but even so- that gets like kind of a gray area. <laughs> So, so then I have a question. Let's say that there's a beautiful girl that gets caught shoplifting in a store. Does the security officer have the right to hold her in the back room and then make a deal with her for oral pleasure that she can leave? I mean, he has... No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that I've been lied to all this time all those videos that I've watched yeah. they've been false yeah so actually there's a fun thing going on um, back when I started law enforcement where a lot of store security guards and such were getting in trouble for chasing down and assaulting people that they were detaining because they didn't understand the scope of their own power which sadly also mm. ties into law enforcement officers as well um they, you had, like, some guy from Walmart who got, like, I don't know, body slammed by the security guy at Walmart or whoever it was. And the dude got in trouble for it because they're like, you're not supposed to, you're, that's not your job. You're not supposed to detain them. You take their information and you give it to law enforcement, you know, and they deal with that from there. It's like, oh, well, they're leaving the store with all the stuff. And they're like, yeah, you can't, you're not, you're not physically, you're not allowed to physically detain them. Um, so all these people who get caught and then they're like, oh, the security got caught me and they walk back and then they sit there and, you know, whatever, whatever. That's because they don't understand that that guy doesn't really have that type of authority. Nah, okay. And then, but then again, if the security guards don't also know, then, you know, hey. Yeah. It kind of works out, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what you can't have judge dread guarding uh kmart <laughs> i am the law <laughs> shit you fucking do sometimes man like it's 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 stupid now where you enter you do enter some situations because there is a, a, a weird loophole to that sometimes the security that some places have is actually law enforcement like deputies or police um who are doing that and they're off time, so they're working part time, basically, as, as security for this place. And in doing so, they are in their uniform, badge displayed, blah 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 blah. They are acting as security for the establishment, but they are also law enforcement officers. Yeah, but wouldn't they be off duty law enforcement officers at that point? Because Does that carry over to your side jobs? It does, Um, especially when they contract 
out. Like like you and me, we worked at Flippers on the oceanfront. Um, right. That's an arcade for anybody who doesn't know. And they contracted out. They hired uh, sheriff's deputies as the security there. And you have to, the deputy then is like, hey, that you have to get like certain permissions or not permissions, but like insurances and so on and so forth, sign a contract. And basically what you're allowing is for that person, even though that, de- even though that officer is technically off duty from his main job, he's mm-hmm. still an officer for you right now. Now, because of your being an officer now technically they'll they'll train you that you're never really off duty like if something were to happen wherever like even if you're not working part-time but you're just like you know you see someone getting robbed or something like that or you see something happening and you're off duty and you're just walking around having a good old time they'll teach you that you're technically supposed to act as an officer in that scenario as long as you have your weapon and blah 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 which they encourage you to carry and you're supposed to still act as an officer, even though you're technically off duty. You can supposedly get in trouble for it if you don't. But uh, that that is actually interesting because that uh, that's underlying a little something that's a little bit of a problem. Mm. Uh, most people, I would assume, uh, especially outside of the U.S., would assume that why does a police officer or uh, any sort of law enforcement need a side job, <laughs> right? right? Why are these guys taking their free time to go be guards at an arcade? Yeah. So you, you have to remember the, the people who get these jobs there, your, the requirements are very low. Sorry to say it, but like all you need is a high school education and the vetting process is abysmal. It's, it's, <laughs> It's they don't vet the officers well enough, number one. And and honestly, they are overworked and underpaid. Don't they for the vetting process, don't they mace you and then you have to take like a a vodka shot from the (laughs) fattest guy's butt crack and then you're in? I mean, basically, it might as well be that Um, (laughs) you do have to get hit in the face with the, the OC spray, which is supposed to be like a more potent version of mace. But, you know, whatever. Um they switched the training up on that like it used to be. So when I went through, all they did was they said they're going to spray you across your forehead, spritz you with some water. So it drips down into your eyes. They make you blink a bunch of times. And once it sets in, then they're like, all right, we have a guy running around. Keep track of him. If you lose him, you fail, hmm. which is all fine and dandy. But that's not really preparing you for real life in any way, shape or form. They have gone back to their original way, which is you have to, well, back in the day, let me backtrack back in the day before I started, the training was you got full on sprayed in the face, a Z pattern across your face, went over your eyes, across your nose and across your mouth. And then you had to, you had someone call they call it a red man suit. He comes in like in the fight gear, basically all this protective like head gear and uh, covering his torso and shit. And you had to fight this motherfucker for a set amount of time. He he was trying to stick his thumb up your butt and you had to last uh oh however long basically and not get a thumb in your butt basically. And I wouldn't put it past for some of these motherfuckers to have been doing just that. <laughs> <'Cause>, oh god. <laughs> more on that later. Uh 
Yeah, no, like like they that was the old school. The, the from my understanding, they switched it. Like they did the thing that they did for my academy, and they did that for a while. Where they're like, "Oh, just point out the guy," and you know, they like they told me they were gonna spray me across the forehead, but I saw the pictures afterward. They full on sprayed me in the eyes, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." And man, I will not lie, that shit burns, burns, burns. Ah, uh, so bad. <laughs> and I blinked once. And one eye opened and the other one was like, nope, sorry, not going to do it. Not, nope. And I was like, all right. And they were like, blink, blink, blink. So I kept blinking the good eye. The other eye just was like, nah, I'm, I'm it's my, this is glue. I'm, I'm done. I quit. So I just watched the guy and I pointed him out the whole time. And then he was trying to run. I'm like, nah, he's right there. Nope, nope, don't go. Nope, nope. And they were like, all right, you pass. And I'm like, that's it? Really? Okay. And they give you a hose and they're like, lean over this sewer drain. And you're like, what? And they're like, spray your eyes out. I'm like, all right. So you try to hold your eyes open. And they're like, no, you can't touch your eyes because there's like grittiness in there. And I'm like, motherfucker, you just had me blinking. What the fuck is the difference? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I I was like, it's hard to breathe. And that shit's like, take off your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Bend over. That is, (laughs) they do tell you to bend over. Now, at first you're like, hold on, what? (laughs) But then they explain it because apparently the way the, the the OC spray works is even if you're like, as you're washing it off of your face, the residue doesn't really get diluted. So as it's running down your body and if you're standing straight up, it's just running right into your crotch. It's still hmm. burning the whole time. <laughs> like everywhere it's touching. Uh, the, the Tantania hot crotch? Yeah. So they do warn us. They're like, no, no, no. They're like, don't stand up. You're going to have a bad day. Just even when you go shower after this, they're like, do not like lean over whenever that shit's touching your face. I'm like, okay. That was pretty much it. Now they have you like get sprayed and then you have to defend your keys because walking around in a jail as a deputy, you have obviously the keys for whatever floor you're working on. And they're like, you have to defend the keys. Don't let the guy take your keys. And that's pretty much it. And then Is there any other sort of like physical... um Tests that they have to go through, like uh, running physical, weightlifting, any, anything like that? I mean, yeah, it's my my biggest pet peeve with law enforcement is that, yes, they're overworked. Yes, they're underpaid and blah, blah. But they're also poorly trained or sometimes just plain undertrained. Uh, for a deputy here, I was like, I, I, I think my academy was four months, four and a half months, something like that. Which, considering the line of work you're going into, it's a fucking joke. There's no way you're able to get someone prepared for that line of work in that short amount of time. Right. And, yeah, once you're in there, they have it broken up into sections. So every morning is PT, physical training. And they run you. Um, it's a lot of, it's, it's mostly, God, I can't remember what it's called. There's a lot of circuit training and like not P90X. There's not that shit, but it's the other shit. CrossFit. CrossFit. There you go. Yes. Thank you. It's a lot of CrossFit and circuit training to get like the best results. Well, what do they do in, in circus training? Are you playing with lions and juggling? Did it? I'm going to let you sit there in that <laughs> silence for a moment. <laughs> circuit asshole. Mm. <laughs> But didn't they go out of business? That's Circuit City. Oh. Yeah. And they did go out of business. That makes me sad. I like Circuit City. I'd rather yeah. fucking Radio Shack. Radio Shack's still around. Did you know that? <laughs> Side note. Uh, I 
think so. It's becoming more and more of like just a little hobby store, though. Yeah. You just get your little electronic parts to build shit. I love how Sears shut down and they're still going strong sending me emails. Oh, really? Yeah. But, oh, anyways. Yeah, I digress. Uh, oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. The training what about is- Sir Kiss? The, um, uh, like, the, the musician, Sir Kiss. Is that, that's a position? I, I think Sir Kiss. I don't. He was a, a knight, I believe. Mm, is that the guy with a really long tongue? And like the Could wild be. hair? Yeah. Uh, I'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay, have I derailed your uh, train of thought enough now? Not really. Oh. You can keep going uh, if you want. Sir Piss? No, that doesn't no. have the quite the same ring to it. Uh, but it does make quite the splash. Oh, oh, the pain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, uh, the, the uh, cross, cross training and Sir Piss. Yes, uh, but it's 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 stupid. And then they have you going through like state code and and city codes and all that, and you have to take these little like <laughs> homework test type shit quizzes. But it's a fucking joke because you go through and you're like, oh, I'm gonna take this quiz, and you take the quiz, and they're like, you have to get a hundred percent or some shit like that on the quiz, and like otherwise it doesn't count. But you get like three attempts to do it, and I'm like, okay. And it's not like they're all true false <laughs> questions. They might no. It's even worse than that. So imagine like so there are true false questions like a lot of those. But then there's like it's multiple choice. But then here here's how it gets here's how here's how it happens. Let's say you fail the test, right? Like there's there's several different quizzes throughout. I don't know however many weeks, like a month or some shit. I don't remember. And let's say oh I failed uh, my quiz today, and then they're like all right. So you go through and like you you missed question 15, 20, 22, and 30. And you're like, damn. Oh, so I have to go retake the whole test? No, we just want you to look at the answers for those questions and then go retake the test on just those questions. Huh? Yeah. What? <laughs> isn't, isn't this cheating? <laughs> <laughs> question number 19. When you get to a situation, who do you arrest first? The white people? Hmm. The brown people. Hmm. Trick question. Start shooting the brown people. (laughs) Trick, trick question. If they're not white, it's not right. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) No, they do have ethical training, too, which, again, is a fucking joke. It's like, all right, being racist is bad. Being biased (laughs) is bad. We're going to show you some videos on how not to be biased. All right. You're good, right? You're not gonna do anything wrong. No, that that's my that's might as well be the whole fucking training, man. <laughs> that that's pretty much the training in a nutshell. They'll have a person of color come and talk to you and teach you the ethical training. I'm like, yeah, this isn't racist. <laughs> like, it is what it is. You're the head guy there is like, okay, after we're done with this, uh, I gotta go. There's a clan me, I mean, uh, meeting that I have to attend. <laughs> It wouldn't fucking surprise me how many of those people have clan meetings, man. Oh. Anyway, I must. And here, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying all law enforcement officers are bad. I met quite a few people who I trusted, and I was like, hey, if shit goes down, I wouldn't mind having this person have my back, and so on and so forth. But the sad truth oh. is, more often than not, you're like, man, you find yourself like the, those numbers are small, and you find yourself being like, if I if shit goes down, I do not want this motherfucker anywhere near me. 
And you find yourself saying that a lot more than you should in law enforcement as an officer. Okay. Well, for so to expound on that, is that for them being overly uh, aggressive or, or is it for them being under trained uh, or somewhere in between? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a mixed bag. You, so when I was, again, going through the training, you have defensive tactics, which would be your physical, like your fighting training. And that training they do as best they can with the two weeks that you're given. They try to teach you like a combination of like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and some other crap, which again, you're not going to learn in two weeks enough to use in a fight scenario. Like you, you don't create the muscle memory from those two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Also, it doesn't help that you can't even remember the other thing that they taught you. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, they taught us Brazilian uh, something and uh, a thing of a bop. Yeah, like they'll throw in like, oh, some Muay Thai stuff. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like the scary thing for me was when I was going through. And again, I, I, I loved everybody like my, my peers I was in the academy with. I got along great with them. They're good people, save for a couple. But, you know, they, they, they know who they are. <laughs> it was scary for me when we got to like the beginning of the defensive training and they were talking about like, oh, at the end of this training, you're going to have to go through a fight scenario where you get the guy in the suit and you're going to wear, you're going to wear some kind of suit. Like he gets to wear like fucking knight's armor and you come out there looking like a fucking gladiator from the Nickelodeon show. <laughs> They're like, at the end of this, you're going to have to be ready to fight him. And then they go, how many, by show of hands, how many of y'all have been in a fight? Only like out of 12 of us, only like... <laughs> Maybe four, five, put their hands up. And I'm like, oh, y'all have never a little been. little less than half. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers have never been in a fist fight before. And you're trying to come work in law enforcement. You don't know how you're going to react if you get hit. <laughs> like, yeah. like that shit needs to be trained for a reason. Like fight or flight kicks in. And if you're in this line of work, flight cannot be your fucking option. <laughs> yeah. Panic. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you can't freeze. You can't fucking no. And, and it's like yeah, that is such a it's such a strong instinct too. Like uh, yeah, I'm a real good swimmer and everything. Uh, and I've been in situations where I've been swimming and then like something goes wrong, leg cramp or something like that. Mm. And I know that I know not to panic. Like I've been around the water enough. I know that that's the number one thing. So I can usually keep myself calm. It's still like a terrifying feeling, but I can make sure that I stay calm enough not to get myself drowned. Right. Mm, right. But, uh, my sister was a lifeguard for the longest time. And that, that's the, the water isn't the number one thing that gets you. It's your own damn self. Mm hmm. It's as soon as you out there and then as soon as you panic, then you're doomed. You've just doomed yourself. Yep. Right. And it's just one of those situations where if you haven't, you're just not used to it. You haven't felt that feeling before, then you just don't know how you're going to react. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great, that's a great analogy for it. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's it's and that's the that's what I'm saying is so scary about it. Again, the people who didn't put their hands up saying they've been in a fight, I like them. They're good people, and I'm sure they're doing just fine right now. As a matter of fact, I know a couple of them are, are doing really well. It was just an eye opening experience for me because you know I grew up getting into fights, so they're like, oh, what are you gonna like? What happens when you get hit? 
And I'm like, well, I get angry. And that's another funny thing. They, they want that. They want you to be the type of person who's just, you get hit and you get angry because they're like, well, if you get hit and you get scared, then you're more likely to run away. But if you get hit and you get angry, you're more likely to want to fight, which, you know, yeah. that's, that's fair, but hard to turn those feelings off at the end. <laughs> exactly. That's what a lot of people don't have such good luck with. And it's like, and as I was, after I'd worked there for a couple of years, you like, there was one inmate, he got me all the time. It's like, man, I just want to punch him in the face so bad. But of course, I would never say that to him. You know, he was always like trying to provoke people, always trying to do this, that and the other. And he was always talking about, oh, he's going to fuck you up. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Like the worst things I've heard in my life probably came from inmates. And I'm like, even then I was like, y'all, that's the best you got. Like, man, I don't know. Yeah, like, like <laughs> I, I already won. I'm out here. You're in there. And no matter what you say, it doesn't change that shit. Yeah, there's that. And then there's also, I was just like, you can't be more creative than that. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> hit me with something I've never heard before, at least. <laughs> make up some new words. Yeah, exactly. Like, just give me something. Like, like make me laugh at least. Like, damn. Uh, but no, even those people, like, you're like, man, I want to punch this person in the face so bad. You can't. You shouldn't even be placing yourself in a situation where you'll be you'll have the opportunity to do so either, which I, I've seen happen. They're like, oh man, it's like this guy won't shut up. He won't shut up and blah, 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 blah. So they'll take him out of his cell and they'll do something like just purposely to provoke him, like try it, do something. And I'm like, yeah, I understand. Like you're trying to flex on the situation. Like, and most of the time they know, like yeah. if I do something now, I'm going to get fucking stomped. Mm. And I'm like, but that's not, <laughs> this isn't, you're you're not here to punish people like like they're they're that's not your job. Yeah, it's not your job to punish people. It's your job to walk around and show that you got the bigger dick and prove to everyone that you're the most number one cool bad guy. Yeah, yeah, that's literally what people do that shit for. <laughs> but like, it's no, your job isn't that. Your job is just to fucking make sure that everybody's safe. That does include inmates. Like, you have to make sure that they're not getting raped beaten you know whatever what have you make sure that they're not getting bullied and not being able to eat would would you would you keep me safe Ooh, all night long oh you know just what to say sometimes into the morning too <laughs> oh stamina the safety stamina <laughs> yeah. well, uh, so you, you brought up some terrifying things just then was that a common thing did you ever have to like kick down a door and save an inmate from getting his black cherry popped? Uh, not always black cherries, no. <laughs> uh, brown, no. I mean, brown brown cherry? Sorry. <laughs> you got that terminology mixed up there. Not necessarily, no. Because nowadays when we work there, they the inmates knew, like, if they come to, like, if they're having lots of a problem. Now, not all inmates mm -hmm. know. And sadly not all deputies are paying that much attention to what's going on either. I tried to be super like, like head on a swivel, like paying attention to every small detail when I did my checks. Um, Cause you, you walk through every block and you're supposed to have eyes on every inmate at all, like uh, during every check you do and you do two checks an hour. It's just, you're supposed to be paying attention. So let me, let me start with that. Not everybody does though. <laughs> Some people just go in there, they just walk in just to show you that they, like, just to be on camera, have walked through there. They hit their points because you have to walk, like, 
every corner of the room or block or whatever. You don't have to go in the cells, but you have to at least walk by and look in there. And some people don't even do that. They're just like, you know, they just walk in, they're just like looking down at the ground or looking up at the ceiling. And I'm like, you're walking past a whole bunch of shit that's just <laughs> like going on right next to you, but whatever. The inmates are supposed to know and feel comfortable with coming to you and saying, hey, I don't feel safe in this block. And here's where things kind of get murky. Some inmates know that all they have to do is say, hey, I don't feel safe. And they get moved because, you know, uh-huh. legally you have to move them just in case something happens to them. Right. Sometimes the inmates will abuse that because they're like, man, I don't like this cell. I don't like this block. I don't want to be over here. I want to be over here. My boy's over in this spot. So they'll keep they call it block shopping. They keep saying, oh, I don't feel safe. Oh, I don't feel safe. Oh, I don't feel safe. And eventually they'll get to a spot where they like and they're like, oh, OK, I know somebody in here. I'm good. Well, that's technically ah. a no, no. So classification will be like they're the ones who are in charge of like housing inmates. They'll be like, oh, he's block shopping. OK, let's we're going to move him once more. But if he complains again, we're putting him in solitary for a bit because he's just not safe anywhere. OK, so the downside to that is that's all deputies here is that it's fake most of the time. So you'll have some guys come up to you and be like, hey, I don't feel safe in here. And then we've had like new recruits. They'll pull the guy out. He's like, oh, he said he doesn't feel safe. So I had him grab his shit and he put it in the in the closet or the, the visit, visitation panel room, whatever have you. And I have him out of the room. I just need to reclass him. But they have to talk to their supervisor. And the supervisor right. will be like, okay, why is he... Uh, why doesn't he feel safe? Oh, I didn't ask him why he didn't feel safe. He just said he wasn't feeling safe in there. So I know that we have to take him out. Supervisor will come up and be like, why don't you feel safe? He's like, oh, I don't feel like saying. Are you having problems with another inmate? I don't feel like saying. Okay, well, we're sending you right back in the block then. And then you're like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. You Can you do that? Because <laughs> I was one of the ones who pulled someone out. Like the, the dude said he didn't feel safe. I asked him why. And he was like, hey, I'm having an issue with some guy in the block. And I was like, okay, cool. And I pulled him out. That's all the fuck I needed to know. So I'll use myself in this example. Supervisor comes up and he's like, who are you having trouble with? And he's like, I'm, I don't feel comfortable saying. And he's like, who are you having trouble with? I just told you I don't feel comfortable saying. Nope. Get your ass back in there. <laughs> Say what? Come on. That's like high school level. Like you fucking, you call out the bully to the teacher. You get your ass fucking painted as a target. Exactly. And he and that person and and you're now you're telling now this person's already come to a deputy and said and said something and got pulled out of the block. Now you're telling that yeah. person you're gonna put them back in there after they just watched that? No. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> Can't do that. But that's what happens. And it's sad, but <laughs> that's what the fuck happens. I would say that a couple of times. Like I'd tell the M, I was like, all right, grab your shit, I'm gonna put you back in there. Just because mm-hmm. I wouldn't actually do it, but they don't know that I'm not going to do that. And my reasoning for it was different than everybody else just being like, oh, fuck them. I don't care if they're block shopping. And I would explain this to them after they would tell me or sometimes okay. beforehand. I don't want to know because I care if you're block shopping or not. If that's what you're doing, mm-hmm. do you. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm in here for my time. As long as you're safe, you're not fucking shit up. You're not doing anything illegal while you're in here. What the fuck do I care if you're wasting my time? All I have is time while I'm on shift. (laughs) Like, you know. But the reason it's important for me to find out who they're having problems with, and maybe this is the same motivation other deputies have, but they need to communicate it better. My issue was I can't pull you out of this block and just say you're having problems with somebody because one of two things are going to happen. I'm going to pull you out of this block 
you're gonna you're having problems like big problems with somebody in there and people move cells every day people move blocks every day for various reasons so that dude could end up right back in there with you exactly and that's what people don't understand so i would try to tell them like straight up like look this is why I want to know. And if I would tell them that and they would still be like, oh, no, I'm not telling you. I don't feel comfortable telling you. I'd be like, well, I'm going to have to put you back in there because my next option is to list everybody in that block as your enemy. And you're going to be stuck in solitary, which you don't want. <laughs> you don't want that. Is solitary really that bad? Uh, n- For me personally, no. Jail as a whole wasn't that bad. Like after I worked in there and I saw how jail worked, I was like, this is a, this is not scary at all <laughs> like the biggest thing you have to worry about is catching scabies or some other type of illness or medical staff fucking you over because the medical staff doesn't give a fuck about you either yeah yeah because yeah you, so you were working at the jails not the prisons right 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 i worked in the jails so maybe you can explain the difference for the the people at home um jails are where you're housed while you're still going through your trial, awaiting your hearings and all that. That's where the police take you right after arresting you. They'll take you to jail. And then after your sentence, depending on your sentence, they'll uh, either let you finish it out in the jail or they will have you or they'll send you out, obviously, to, to prison. The, the difference in time, the difference is time. So it depends on how the judge says it. So you're not supposed to be sentenced to more than like a year or so in jail. If you get more than that time, you're supposed to go up to prison. It gets tricky with how the judge words it. He can be like, oh, I sentenced you to this many months in jail or this many days in jail. I sentence you to three hamster months and half of a cat week in jail. (laughs) And the police are like, ah, son of a fuck, bitch. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, it just depends. So like I had people who were in the jail and they're like, man, he's like, I've been in here two years. And you're like, oof. And he, some of them were like, man, I'd rather go up to prison because at least in prison, I'm not as monitored as I am here because y'all are extra as hell. And I'm like, you wait. I was like, you want to go to prison <laughs> because you're less monitored than you are in jail. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of want the monitoring. Exactly. Not necessarily for me, but for the other people around me. Yeah. That are uh, in prison for a reason. <laughs> right. And and that's where that's the other thing that gets tricky, man. Like the in prison for a reason thing gets... Yeah, yeah, I, I should take that back. Uh, there's lots of people in prison that not really a strong reason for them to be on there. No, no, no. You, the whole war for drugs? Yeah, no, no. You were right to say, like, for a reason. It's just, like, exactly like exactly what you just said afterward. Like, the war on drugs. Like, you have people in there who locked up on weed, and it's like, oh, how much weed do you have on you? And he's like, five or six ounces. And you're like, why the fuck are you sitting in here for five or six ounces? Because it's technically over whatever amount and it's intent to distribute. And I'm like, that's a f- it's fucking weed. Who cares? Like, even if he is dealing weed, who the fuck cares? Like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking yeah. weed. And you're like, oh, well, people get high and do drive. Well, bitch, they do the same thing with drinking and they're not like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> you know how many I, I I would love to to do the research on that for drinking and driving versus smoking and driving. I'm sure there's people that have been intoxicated uh, or been high and smoking and gotten into accidents and everything that have been lethal and everything. But just comparatively speaking, I imagine alcohol is way higher. Yeah. And, and that could be an episode we do. 
because that, I, I agree that'd be an interesting uh, thing to do. Like we both do research and we come back like, well, I found this. Yeah, I imagine that there's people that even gotten sugar highs and have gotten into a vehicle and caused lethal damage to somebody. Yeah, but like weed is such a fucking stupid thing to to get locked up for. You have all these people who are like, oh, I don't care. It's a drug. It's a drug. Lock them up. Do you know how much money you're spending in your taxes to to lock that person up? Give them three meals a day with television, electricity, plumbing, all that shit paid for. Yeah, their life sucks most of the time when they're in there, unless they're already homeless, which homeless people will get themselves arrested during the winter months just to get off the streets and get somewhere warm, which is another problem in itself. But you're paying taxes for this person to be locked up. I'll I'll have something to say about that a little bit, though, here, because uh, only a portion of those taxes are actually going into taking care of those prisoners Mm. the the prison facilities make money they are absolutely 100 percent making money right so it's not uh it there's quite a few groups leeching off of that and making themselves quite a quite a hefty profit that's why uh making prisons and building more prisons is a very popular thing because there's money to be made in prisons. Yes. Which is super fucked up to think about. There should be absolutely no money being made in prison, but they are. And some of that's uh, coming from tax money, uh, other things, uh, cheap labor that they have in certain places. Uh, Hell, even... Uh, taking money from uh, inmates' families and things like that. Mm -hmm. They'll squeeze the hell out of them. Oh, you want to call your family? Well, it's $45 for 10 minutes. (laughs) Yes. Shit like that. And I'm I'm very happy you said that because, yes, our jails are private-owned, run, operated, whatever, what have you. Our, Our prisons are. Sorry, not our jails. The cat, like, the fun fact to learn is our jails are not... So jails ran by deputies are owned and operated by the city slash state where they are in. So if you're in jail, that is actually the taxpayers paying and dealing with all that. Once you go up to prison, then it's a different story. Some of your taxes, but it's mostly, you know, everything you mentioned. But jails are actually your taxes are paying for that because it's the sheriff's building. Right. Which is why I'd probably feel much God forbid I either ever end up in a situation where I have to be in one of those son of bitches, but I'd rather be in the jail over a prison. It, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny to hear inmates tell you the opposite. They're like, nah, man. They're like, I'd rather be in prison because they feel more freedom there. And I'm like, that's huh. sick. But yeah, I've, I've, there's been those horror stories where the, uh, the people, well, what's it called? The warden? Mm-hmm. Troll of the prisons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in charge of the food that you get. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl, a uh, female warden, that had replaced all the meals with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. The people were fucking getting sick because you can't eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and that's it for fucking months on end without having some serious health repercussions. Your body needs a little bit more than that. 
Yeah. When I worked in the jail, up until I started putting a target on my back, we'll talk about that later, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to know everything because my dumbass went into law enforcement super proud, thinking, I'm going to make a difference. And, you know, trying to bring my my understanding and my and how I grew up into that being like, oh, I can, you know, things can change. I can help out and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because you were uh, very much anti-police uh, force officer mint for a large portion of your early life. Oh, I hated cops. I- I'm still not super fond of them. <laughs> and it's it sucks, though, because... I ha- I grew up hating cops because how they were how they interacted with me and my friends. Now my friends were all black, so whatever. The you know you expect that type of shit with racist cops, but especially when you got racist people who call the cops on you all the time. Sometimes they called were justified. You know it is what it is. We got we did stupid <laughs> stuff. We were kids though. It wasn't like a race thing. We were just stupid kids. Right. If it had been a group of white kids, because <laughs> that's a whole other story. But I had a group of white friends growing up, and we did dumber shit where we fucked with people's property and nobody ever called the cops on us. Well, that's a story for another day. But going into law enforcement, like I had deputies who who, uh, who worked with us at the arcade always telling me like, oh, you're a big guy. You, you should go in and blah, blah, blah. We'd love to have you and yada, yada, yada. Hmm. And always trying to sell me. And I'm like, no, because you're cops. Yeah, I, I got oh, no. much less of that. <laughs> they looked at me and were like, nah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh I mean, I won't lie that there there are certain people who should not be in law enforcement. And this is a topic that I am semi passionate about because I was in it. And, and it's it's such a so I don't drink the Kool-Aid when I go to workplaces. Right. I never believe the whole family thing. Well, I, I fucking drank the Kool-Aid when I worked there because I was an idiot. And that was like the first job that got me where I drank the Kool-Aid. And I was like, oh, we're family. I, we can make a difference. And that's only because I was favored by the right people at the time. But the jails move people around as they get promoted. So once my the people who liked me got promoted, in came the new round of people who was I was just garbage to them, you know? Right. And that's when I started to see different sides of shit. Because what I was saying was falling on deaf ears now. So any, like, impact I had before, whatever person I had who at least listened to what I was telling them, that was gone. And I'm not the type of person who's like, hey, this is wrong. But you know what? I don't want to make waves. Let me be quiet. That's not me. I was mm-hmm. like, no, nah, this is wrong and you're fucking stupid. I don't give a fuck how many stripes you got. I don't care if you're the sheriff. I, I respect your rank. I'm not afraid of it. And nobody liked hearing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine. But yeah, the, the, my point earlier was working through the jail, I wanted to learn everything I could. So I actually worked in the kitchen. I got to be like one of the deputies who ran it. And I made um, random changes in the kitchen just to help the jail function better and all that. But I got to see firsthand like how the food was made, what type of food it was, and how we handled people who had allergies and so on and so forth. And they did... They did okay with it sometimes because they would they would acknowledge people with gluten allergies, with peanut allergies, with, you know, everything. People who couldn't be on certain diets because of lactose, people who couldn't who needed like special like renal failure diets and, you know, all this other stuff. They would actually try to incorporate that. Do they follow religious things? Yes. Um, as long as you had like the, some type of proof to back it up. That you weren't just being a hassle. Exactly. Like if you had like, oh, hey, I'm a member of, you know, whatever, whatever. And you'd show them or have someone from your faith talk to them or show some type of 
thing of how you follow it or you were you were able to pass a test on like what the like what you're supposed to do in that religion then yeah they would be like okay well cool we'll we'll honor that <laughs> i would i actually would love to see some of these tests <laughs> see yeah <laughs> a religion test okay so where do where do people come from uh jesus <laughs> heaven <laughs> all right <laughs> That's fine. He gets Gamers, a Christmas cake. You got me again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, here's the, here's the sad part. The people they mostly put through that test mm-hmm. were people of color who had religions that weren't Christianity. Oh, yeah. So then they're like, no, I think you're lying and you're full of shit. Nah. Like Ramadan was a big thing. They had a whole, they have a whole special uh, thing for dealing with Ramadan because they don't eat at regular times of day. So you had to bring them their meals later or earlier, depending on. I could imagine the, uh, the, the head officers there and everything. What? Isn't that, that, uh, German rock band? Uh, the, the one nine. Yeah. 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 That, that's the one. <laughs> what the hell are they doing? Worshipping those guys. <laughs> You're not far off. Sadly. <laughs> So what? Do they eat bratwurst? What the hell? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, but... So that was all fine and dandy, but I drank the Kool-Aid when I worked there, man, and that's that's the thing that kills me, because I was like, oh, I'm making a difference, and things I'm saying are mattering. And then I, after, like, year two, somewhere into maybe year three, I had, like, the hard realization, nothing I'm doing is fucking mattering. Well, it As may a matter be- of fact, I was getting so frustrated with my chain of command and or my peers that I was taking out on inmates by yelling at them. And I'm like, I had inmates, like I had my corporal come up and he was stressing me the fuck out because Mm. they were complaining about this, that, and the other on my floor. And I'm like, I run my shit fine. We are understaffed. This floor is supposed to have three deputies. We're running with two Mm. and three is supposed to be the minimum. And I'm like, you know what? And we're busy as fuck and yada, yada, yada. And the whole time we have a block next to us who's screaming because they're watching a football game or something. And they're all screaming and cheering and having a good old time. And my corporal like starts yelling at me. Are you going to go in there and shut them up? So I go in there. I'm like, hey, guys, I need you to be quiet for a minute. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. And then I close the door and they start being loud again. And he's like starting to look at me like, oh, you don't have any control over your floor. And I'm like, they're excited over a fucking football game. Let's talk about the fucking issue we were talking about before this. Like, that's not... I'll deal with that later. Kept getting on me about whatever the fuck he was getting on me about. So I went in there and I yelled at the inmates. And I was like, I told you to shut the fuck up. I'm going to lock y'all's block down. Which if you locked a block down, they lost TV privileges and mm. canteen and all this other stuff. And I went in there and I yelled at these people. And I knew I fucked up because I had inmates coming at me. Like some of them started screaming at me. But a couple of them who knew me walked up and were like, hey, hey, green, man, the fuck is up? You don't, <laughs> that's not you, man. Mm. He's like, you don't ever snap for no reason. And I was like, you know what? I'm big enough to understand I was wrong. You right. Please, please, for the love of God. I got my corporal out here. Calm down for like 10 minutes. Give me 10 fucking minutes. And I just walked out. And I went to my corporal and he was starting to yell at me again. And I was like, what the fuck do you want done? Because I, I, at that point, I was like, this shit is, is it's getting to me now. Right, right. I've seen you get into those moods very rarely, but I've seen it a little bit yeah it, it it takes a lot to actually piss me off like I, I i joke and say i'm angry all the time and i i kind of am but not to the level where i'm gonna go start freaking out and screaming at people you know right and at that point my corporal is like, like that was one thing they recognized me for they're like no matter what's going on here no matter what's going on in your home life you're always like just fucking like you come in do your work and go and i'm like yeah now you motherfuckers are starting to treat me like shit you know i was like so you can't praise me and then put me down at the same time but that was where once I realized I was becoming like one of those guys who was like screaming at, you know, inmates because he was mad at his 
peers and shit. Mm-hmm. That's where I, like, I started to lose interest in. And I, I didn't like start I, like one of the wisest things. Another deputy told me he had been there for a while. And I can't remember his name at the moment. Wipe front to back. What? Wipe front to back. Yes, basically. It, it was almost that simple. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, hey, you like your job? And I'm like, yeah, I, was, I, I feel pretty good because you feel pretty proud putting on the uniform. I was like, I do, actually. He goes, good. He goes, that's what this line of work needs. He goes, I'll tell you what. He goes, I've been in this line of work for it's like 20 some years. He's like, I'm up for retirement, but I still do it because I feel the need someone who's level headed here to keep things going smoothly, which should have been a fucking red flag for me at the time, but it wasn't. And he was like, the moment that you go to put on your uniform and you don't feel pride, he goes, you need to, you need to call it out. You need to just fucking stop. He's like, cause you're not gonna, you won't be able to do your job the way it's supposed to be done anymore. And that's kind of the standard I, I tried to hold up to when I, when I was there, even when I was starting to realize that this shit wasn't working, I was like, you know what? I can still make a difference. I can still do this. But by that point I started like making the wrong enemies of the chain of command and other deputies. And I started getting recognized in the wrong way for being, for making waves. And that's kind of what's wrong with law enforcement. Like too many people I would talk to, I would be like, Hey, we're doing this wrong. Hey, we're doing this wrong. Hey, we're doing this wrong. And it's either, man, are you on the inmate side or are you on our side? And I'm like, I'm on the side of fucking being a decent human being. Yeah. And, and they're like, no, you need to just shut up. And, you know, we've been doing this way for this, blah, 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 however many years or whatever. And I'm like, no, we got to we got to make some changes. We got to do this. We should be doing this. They shouldn't be promoting this person. They shouldn't be promoting that person because that person has no business being in charge of anybody, let alone, you know, officers. They don't they have no business having that type of position. Well, who are you to say that? Blah, blah, blah. Just come in, do your 12 hours and get the fuck out. And that's where like that was a very common thing I heard. Come in, do your 12 and go home. Right. This is just a job. It's just a job. And that would piss me off because I'm like, it's not just a job. Yeah, you got people. Exactly. You're given control over, in some situations, whether someone lives or dies. Like, I didn't patrol the streets, so I didn't see the same shit that, like, police officers had to see. And their training is a little bit different. Mind you, still nowhere near adequate, because the police academy's training is, like, six and a half months. So two and a half extra months to patrol is a fucking joke. Yeah. Too many people, including police officers, like, it's just a job. You come in, do what you got to do, and go home. They don't give a fuck about their community. They don't give a fuck about their peers. They don't give a fuck about the people they're arresting. They don't give a fuck about people in general. They're just like, oh, I'm just here to do a job. And some of them are taking their personal, like, anger from their personal life out on fucking people in the streets. Right. They're taking their personal biases out on them. Like, oh, you know, I don't like black people, which is sadly a very common thing. And something I was kind of hinting at earlier with the whole weed thing, I got to see, because I've worked in intake, because in jail you have to work through the whole place, and I got to see intake. And I can't tell you how many times you see, like, white people get arrested for weed, they get sent in front of a magistrate, and they get fucking sent home. They're like, hey, here's going to be your, your court date or your jail time, whatever, whatever, and the officer takes them out and lets them go. Or they get sent out somewhere later. They might get fingerprinted or whatever, what have you, but they're like, hey, you don't have to stay in the jail. Right. But nine out of ten times, if they're black, they're getting locked the fuck up. And it doesn't matter. Like, I saw people have their kids with them. And 
They're like, nope, I don't care. You should have been a better dad. You should have been a better mom. You should have been a better whatever. And they're saying this in front of the people's kids. Yeah, that shit's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked. And I didn't agree with that then, but I was like, you know, we'll we'll have to work and change it. And I was like, I was stupid. I was naive. But the the, the, the hearing the thing about, no, this is just a job pissed me off. It still does. Like, I hate it because I still talk to people who work there and they're like, oh, this is just a job. And I'm like... You, they would yell at me and say, you can't put this job on a pedestal. And I'm like, no, this it has to be on a pedestal because yeah, you're literally not a civilian. Right. You are supposed to be higher. You're supposed to have better judgment. You're supposed to act better. You're supposed to be professional. You know, like your job, like they, they, they love the whole like sheepdog protecting the sheep from the wolves. I'm like, your job as a sheepdog isn't to bully the fucking sheep. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> Like, your job is to be better than. You have to have this on a pedestal. And because too many people don't feel that way, it, it, that's why you have people getting shot now. Because they don't vet the people. There's not enough training. And then they give cops fucking military-grade equipment to go and raid houses. Right. <laughs> what? Exactly. That, yeah, that would be saying exactly that, oh, the military's just a job. No, it's a little more than that. Right? Like... <laughs> And and don't even get me started on like the whole like we're trained like we're not like the the place I went to they try to tell you like we're paramilitary they try to train you like you're the military but you're not quite because they have a lot of people who are in the military and I'm like yeah but you don't treat your own fucking civilians as foreign terrorists or foreign enemies right it's also that whole mentality of anything just being like it's just a job is actually pretty fucked up uh, mm. because they're should be a certain amount of pride in whatever work that you do. Right? Yes. <laughs> you know, right. even no matter what, uh, that that's something that I see in Japan. Well, Japan has its own work problems and they're going through a lot and everything, but at least a, at some of the lower level jobs, uh, fast food and things like that, at least there's a touch more pride out here in trying to make the dining experience or eating experience just a little bit nicer. You right. know what I mean? I, and I, yeah, that I get asked that question a lot. What some of the differences between uh, Japan, like an America fast food restaurants and things like that. The, somebody was saying that they thought the, the fries were different. The fries were better in Japan. And I'm not sure, I think most of the potatoes are the same, but it might just be the people who are making your fries care mm -hmm. a little bit more in Japan than they will in America. So Exactly. Yeah, so overall, it's, it's you should have some, a bit of skin in the game if you're going to be spending 12 hours of your day there. You know what I mean? should be a little bit of you on the line and not just completely shutting it off and pushing it away. I understand that you need your own personal life and you should, your personal life and your job shouldn't always be together, but your job should have some part of you in it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and I'm, I'm going to be a little bit sappy for, for you here. Even if you feel like you've been, uh, didn't make the impact that you wanted or that you felt naive there. You you know the story of the starfish, right? No. Oh, there's one of my favorite stories. There uh, was a big-ass storm, right? Uh, guy lives next to the ocean. There was a big-ass storm, and the next day he he's going out to the beach. 
and there's just thousands of starfish washed up onto the shore, right? Thousands of them just laying there. Basically, the sun's going to come up soon, and the sun will cook them, and they'll die, right? Mm. So the guy is just walking along the shore, and he's just picking up the starfish and throwing them, throwing them and throwing them, throwing them, right? Somebody later comes up and walks up to him and he's like, dude, why are you even bothering? There's no way you can save them all. It doesn't matter, right? It just doesn't matter. And, you know, he picks up one more starfish and throws it. And it was like, it mattered to that one. True. Right? So that's what I, I feel for you. So don't think that your your time there didn't didn't change anything. Who knows? It mattered to the people that you had helped. Yeah, that's a nice way to look at it. Yeah. Can't sometimes you can't save them all, but you know, you you do what you can with what you got. Mm-mm-mm. Do you need a hug? Oh no, no, I'm good. <laughs> I uh, I actually even when I I quit and shortly after that, all sorts of like you know even more hell started breaking out with the general public. Yeah, well, actually, let me let me stop you there just for a moment. So we normally have one hour long episodes. Uh, what we're going to do is this is kind of a big subject and a lot to talk about. So we're going to extend this on to our next episode as well. Uh, and I will try to talk a little bit more about uh, police around the world or international sort of policies uh, mm. going on. But we'll continue with what Ryan was saying there. But this will be our pausing point. So goodbye, everyone. Please stay tuned in for the next exciting episode of Craven and the Crow. I'm Dax, and this is Ryan. Bye, love you, bye.